Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I'm excited to announce that we just launched my new book, The Fasting Transformation, a functional guide to burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I'm a huge advocate of fasting. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting helps balance your blood sugar and improve your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in the body, how it optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and activates stem cells for deep cellular healing. Guys, I go through how fasting, I go through all the best science and research on intermittent and extended fasting and how to utilize it to help prevent or even heal from cancer, autoimmune conditions, digestive disorders, and neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Guys, the book goes over all the various research and practical applications for daily intermittent fasting, partial fasting, and extended fasting. This book is designed to help inspire and empower you to embrace a fasting lifestyle while also enjoying tasty and healthy foods at the right time to improve your metabolic flexibility and energy efficiency so you can burn fat for fuel and have all day energy. You are gonna love this book, so check it out. You can get it on amazon.com. We also have a website, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. That's drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. You can learn more about it. And of course, you can pick the book up on Amazon. You're going to love it. Thanks so much, guys. So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos about morning fatigue. One of the big issues that I've seen with many of my followers and my patients is that they wake up in the morning and they're so tired. They have trouble getting out of bed, trouble getting going early in the day. And this is a sign that there are some significant issues going on, that your adrenals are maxed, your brain is not communicating well with the rest of your body. It's not communicating well with your adrenals. There's underlying mitochondrial dysfunction that's taking place. And your body's not getting the signals it needs to, to rev up energy. Normally, we should have great energy in the morning. should be our, our most energetic time, but so many people are struggling with morning fatigue. So I'm going to show you the major causes 
and the strategies you need to take so you can wake up with pep, wake up with energy, be productive in the morning, and really thrive in life. You guys are going to love this podcast. And if you haven't left us a five-star review, please do that now. Your reviews really are important for us to reach more people and impact more lives with this podcast. Guys, together, we can really change and save so many people's lives and, uh, and, and the quality of people's lives. By leaving a review, that's a vote. You're voting for this podcast to show up in people's search engines so that more people will be exposed to this valuable information. And then also take some time to subscribe to this channel. Hit the subscribe button. That way you get notified whenever we put up a new podcast so you never miss any of these valuable trainings. Thanks so much, guys, for leaving that review and subscribing to the channel. Let's go into the show. Hey, everybody. Today we are talking about morning fatigue strategies to naturally enhance your energy. And so when we look at this topic, we know that the main causes of morning fatigue really come down to these six main things. Poor sleep and circadian rhythm disruptions, blood sugar problems, HPA axis dysfunction, which for a layperson, we might say something like adrenal fatigue, which you've probably heard before, hypothyroidism, mitochondrial dysfunction, and dehydration and bodily stagnation. And so in this video, I'm going to go through these six things. I'm going to show you exactly what to do to improve your energy throughout the day. And if you want to read something, you want more information, I've got a helpful link below to an article on this topic. And so we look at circadian rhythm. We know that basically there's centers in our brain, our pineal gland, okay, and with our optic receptors that basically send signals to our hypothalamus, which tell us when we should be producing melatonin and when we should be producing cortisol and adrenaline. And so light plays a huge role with this. And so when we are naturally getting sunlight in the morning and throughout the day, that's going to elevate our cortisol and our adrenaline and that's going to give us energy. It's going to give us mental clarity. It's going to make us feel really good, okay, as far as that goes. However, in the evening and at night, in the evening, as the sun sets, that's more of a red light. And then um, when the sun goes down, that naturally should, we should have a, 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 a drop, big drop in cortisol and adrenaline in the evening. And then we should have a big rise in our melatonin. And so when we don't have that, uh, perhaps due to the fact that we're, you know, we've got bright lights on in our house, or we're, we're looking at our device, or we've got stress, you know, the things that we're thinking about that are stressful. Um, maybe we've got, uh, you know, we're having, uh, you know, an, an issue with our spouse or a loved one or something like that. And that's going to throw off our circadian rhythm. And you can see circadian rhythm disruption is linked with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, depression, anxiety, mood disorders daytime sleepiness, all these different problems. And so we've really got to get that under control. Now, another big thing is poor blood sugar stability. And so normally when we eat food, our blood glucose is going to go up and our insulin is going to go up, but then it should not go up a whole lot, right? So it should just go up a small amount if we're eating the right foods and we don't have insulin resistance. And so you could see in the one on the left there, that's what it should look like. However, if we get a hyper uh, 
if we have hyperinsulinemia where we produce too much insulin in response to our blood glucose, it's going to pull our blood sugar down into this hypoglycemic range. And that's going to cause significant stress on the body because now the body's got to pump out more cortisol, more adrenaline in order to get the blood sugar back up. And so for a lot of people, they're not, their bodies are not metabolically flexible. They're not good at burning fat for fuel. So they end up having this blood sugar roller coaster and they wake up in the morning and they're exhausted, right? They don't have the energy because their HPA axis, their adrenals are really blasted. And so your HPA axis is this axis where the hypothalamus you know, in the brain talks to the pituitary gland, which then sends out signals to the adrenals, right? To pump out cortisol, for example, okay? And so there's this constant communication going on, this constant feedback. The hypothalamus is measuring how much cortisol, how much adrenaline, how much blood glucose, things like that are in the bloodstream and it's altering its messages to the pituitary gland. But when we're under chronic stress, we get a disruption in this, this communication process. It's like, it's like having bad reception in, in your car radio, right? So when you're trying to get, dial into a station and you have bad reception, you don't hear the message very well. And that's really what happens. This sort of chronic stress or inflammation ends up blunting the message. And now we get altered response. So now our body starts to overproduce stress hormones, or it just fatigues. It's just not even producing enough cortisol, enough stress hormone to adapt to the environment. For a lot of people with morning fatigue issues, the real issue is that they have very low morning cortisol. So their stress hormones are not pumping out when they should be in the morning time. Because when, when they do pump out, you feel energized, okay? You feel good. And if you know, normally the cortisol and the adrenaline should go down at night. And if it doesn't, you typically feel wired and tired. You're tired, but you're, you can't fall asleep. You kind of feel wiry. Um, you're just not able to fall asleep. And that's a sign you have too much stress hormone in your system at night. But in the morning, you should feel energized. You should feel mentally clear. If you don't, it's a sign you don't have enough cortisol and adrenal, and, uh, adrenal hormone uh, in your system. Now, another thing that could be playing a role is thyroid issues, okay? And thyroid and adrenals really, really uh, work together. And so here are common symptoms of having hypothyroidism. And if you, if you have, you know, six or more of these, then I would definitely consider this, okay? Particularly the number one symptom that I see with hypothyroidism is loss of the outer third of the eyebrows. So I always look at somebody's outer third of their eyebrow, and if they're losing hair there, that is a telltale sign of a thyroid issue. Thyroid hormone is really important for proper hair growth. Okay, so very important there. But fatigue is another, another big, big sign. Um, also, you'll see things like cold hands and feet. Okay, decreased libido is a big issue. Dry skin and hair um, and constipation and weight gain. Those are probably the, the biggest symptoms. And then also issues with memory oftentimes and mood. So those are the biggest symptoms that I'll see associated with some sort of hypothyroid issue. Now, mitochondrial issues, mitochondria plays an important role in producing energy within every cell of the body. And when our mitochondria become damaged, we're not going to be able to produce energy effectively, which can absolutely lead to fatigue. And so you can see the major factors, poor diet, chronic stress, infections, toxins, poor sleep, and aging. 
and that's going to cause a lot of issues. And there's argument that what we think of as HPA axis dysfunction or adrenal fatigue is really mitochondrial dysfunction because these things go hand in hand. They, they uh, you know, very much are often seen together. And then one other issue, and this kind of plays in with all of these as well, is dehydration. When we're dehydrated, that really taxes our heart. It taxes our body. We've got to work harder. We've got to try to pull out electrolytes from uh, different tissues of the body. And our body responds to dehydration by creating a stress response. So overall, it increases stress in our system. And we know 75% of our Americans uh, are chronically dehydrated. And I would say that's pretty common around the world uh, as far as dehydration goes. And so a couple of things we don't want to do. One of the big things you never want to do in the morning is hit the snooze button. If you have an alarm that goes off, when that alarm goes off and it wakes you up, that naturally should signal your body to create a stress response, which will get you up out of bed. If you blunt that by hitting the snooze button, then you're blunting your natural cortisol and adrenal hormone release, and you're not going to get the energetic flow of stress hormones that you want in order to really have good mental clarity uh, and good energy in the morning time. So you're going to be more drowsy, you're not going to be able to perform as well, and you really don't get good quality sleep. So you hit the snooze for, what, 15 minutes? It's not like you're getting quality sleep there, so you're really not doing any, anything good for yourself. And then on top of that, you're actually causing more problems and more energy issues uh, during the day. So don't hit the snooze button. When you wake up in the morning, if you have an alarm, if you don't have an alarm, however you do it, you get up and the first thing you want to do is really focus on gratitude, right? You just want to say, thank you, God, for today. You know, be, be focused on gratitude. And when you do that, that's going to actually naturally enhance endorphins, enhance feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine that give you more energy, that help you feel more mentally clear, that give you happiness and positivity. And so this is how you really can help take stress off of your HPA axis is focusing more on gratitude and giving thanks. And I think that's a great thing all of us can be doing early in the day. Um, you know, if you've got time, doing a gratitude journal is a really great practice. That way you're able to really um, teach your body, you know, and teach your, your, your physiology and your mind uh, and your spirit gratitude, okay? And that will help you throughout the day. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Now, on top of that, you want to really focus on good hydration. And so drink continuously. And first thing in the morning is a great time to hydrate your body because we've been sleeping for however many hours. And the whole time we're sleeping, we're breathing out water vapor. And that water vapor is, you know, we're exhaling that. And so that's actually dehydrating us. So I recommend drinking at least eight to 16 ounces of water within the first 20 minutes of waking 
and you want to consume 32 ounces of water before you actually eat anything. Okay. So before you actually eat food throughout the day um, or breakfast or something like that, it's a good idea to try to shoot for 32 ounces of water. So for many of you guys, that will really help you with intermittent fasting. Most people, uh, when they're hungry in the morning, it's because they just really haven't drank enough water. Okay. And you can also add in some good salt in there, some Celtic sea salt or Himalayan or Redmond's real salt, which will add the minerals and electrolytes. And that takes stress off of your adrenals, will help naturally improve your energy levels. You'll feel a lot better. Okay. So hydrate and then move your body early in the day. I try to move every single morning. Even if it's just taking a, a jog around my neighborhood or doing some air squats or something like that, um, going up and down the stairs, you know, things like that, just getting some good quality movement, 10 minutes of good quality movement. Um, you can do more, you can do a whole exercise, you know, you can lift weights, you could do sprints, you could do a um, group exercise class, anything like that is great. Or you could just move to move. Okay. So I usually work out around midday but I like to get some sort of movement in in the morning. So I don't consider it really a workout. It's just me at really more movement. And so for many of you guys, that might just be taking a walk, right? Is, is movement. And that improves your circulation, um, enhances tissue oxygenation, releases some, some good feel-good neurotransmitters, reduces stress and tension, and improves circulation to your brain. So you feel more mentally clear. You have better memory, better mood. So really good idea. And then, you know, obviously having a good exercise program in general. So doing some sort of strength training um, or uh, interval type of training a few times a week, whether it's in the morning or midday or even in the, you know, late afternoon is a good idea. I don't recommend exercising at night, you know, so I wouldn't recommend exercising really after like seven o'clock at night, just because that's going to stimulate more stress hormones, which can be an issue much better idea to be exercising earlier in the day, okay? So morning, midday, or late afternoon, okay? But that's going to be best for your overall energy levels, your sleep quality, and your energy when you wake up. And then the other thing is really getting out and getting some sunshine. So the sun, getting morning sun really stimulates and sets your circadian rhythm. So it stimulates cortisol, really gets you going for the day, will help you have more energy, better mental clarity. So I try to get sun in the morning. I try to get it around midday. And then the evening is more of like a red light, which actually is, is also very good for your circadian rhythm as well and really helps set in the melatonin uh, that gets released at nighttime, okay? So you can fall asleep effectively. So obviously one key, tr key thing to having good energy in the morning is getting good sleep at night. But getting, doing these things throughout the day are going to really help set you and prepare you to have that good sleep at night. And then when it comes to diet, you know, we want to really focus on a lower carb template I recommend for, and that's going to help with blood sugar stability. So I recommend, you know, making sure your diet is rich in healthy fats, avocados, olives, grass-fed butter, um, coconut products, grass-fed and organic animal products, wild-caught seafood getting low-carb veggies, right? Broccoli, cauliflower, uh, green beans, asparagus, Brussels sprouts. These are all great foods. Um, lemons, limes, using those things, herbs, 
fermented vegetables, raw nuts and seeds, filtered water. And then if you want to sweeten things using things like stevia, monk fruit, okay, maybe some sugar alcohols like erythritol, a non-GMO erythritol, if you do okay with that, if you don't get gas and bloating. But you're really trying to practice more of a real food, low carb slash keto template. And that will really help you with keeping your blood sugar stable and balanced. Now, when it comes to really good supplements, my favorite supplement is Adapt Strong. This is something I use every single day, okay? And I feel good when I wake up in the morning. I've got energy, but I just feel like this helps me perform at a really high level. And the Adapt Strong has vitamin C in it, vitamin B6, vitamin B5. B6 and B5 are really important for adrenal health as well as neurotransmitters, okay? And you want to get the right form for B6, it's P5P, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, right? So we've got that in there. It also has bovine, which is cow-based adrenal gland. And when you get that cow-based adrenal gland, that's going to naturally provide some helpful support when it comes to your stress hormones, okay? And it's also got DNA and RNA that help to regenerate um, the mitochondria in the body as well as your adrenal mitochondria, right? So it's got these raw materials that really help support you. You've also got Asian ginseng and uh, eleuthero, which are really good energetic adaptogens. You've got licorice root, which helps keep cortisol uh, a little bit more elevated in the bloodstream. And most people from my experience, and I've done many tests, need a little bit more cortisol in the morning, right? We don't need it in the evening, but we need it in the morning. Shizandra, right? And rhodiola, really great for helping to modulate your cortisol levels. So those herbs really help to boost your cortisol if it's low, but if it is too high, they're going to help bring you back to balance. Those adaptogens help like a thermoregulation tool, right? In your house, they help to regulate the amount of stress hormones that are in there. So anyways, this is a great supplement. This is my go-to supplement for anybody that's having morning fatigue, right? So we want to dial in the diet. We want to dial in the sleep cycle, getting sun in the morning, like we've talked about, hydration, all these different things that we've discussed. And then adding in a supplement like this can be extremely helpful, extremely beneficial for you. And then if you're dealing with thyroid issues, we've got the thyroid strong, right? So if you have hypothyroidism, uh, or maybe subclinical hypothyroidism. The thyroid strong is great. It's bovine based, thyroid glandular, along with a whole bunch of different herbs and sea vegetables that provide trace minerals and key nutrients like selenium, for example, that help to support healthy thyroid function in your body. So uh, those supplements are fantastic. You can find them in the link below. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed this training. And if you haven't subscribed to my channel, please do. And we'll talk soon. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.